I, I just want to briefly just refer to what was the closing words of that prophetic word from the Lord this morning. Nothing, nothing can thwart the purposes of God in his church. Amen? Nothing. Nothing can thwart the purposes of God in your life this morning. Do you believe that this morning? I don't know why I uh, this thought came to me, but um, partly because of what something Pastor uh, Rich uh, mentioned last week, and he uh, referred to the fact that you know God's purposes in His life, even if as Mother and I went away from the Lord, nothing would thwart God's purpose in his life. Pastor Rich wouldn't have been, would still have been here. But I want to take it back even further, okay? Uh, I don't know how many know this, but uh, Richard's mom's father died when Gwyneth was 18 months of age. And he was a believer. He was a believer. And he believed in the promises of God, that God was faithful from generation to generation. And while we were um, back uh, visiting Gwyneth's brother in Wales uh, a year or so ago, uh, and he, he recounted to us, he's 10 years older than Gwyneth, and he recounted to us how he would pass his father's bedroom and would hear his father praying for his children and for his children's children. You just think about Pastor Rich. Nothing can thwart the purposes of God in his church. Amen? And we have to pray into that. You see, when Gwen's father was praying, and he wasn't around to see, you know, and there's another aspect of that. See, when after Gwen's father died, her mother went away from the Lord and married an unsaved person. And for up until Gwyneth was in her teens, 15, 16, it was only then that a friend invited her to a Billy Graham crusade. And in that Billy Graham crusade, she gave her heart to the Lord, even though for 15 years or so, she had not been exposed to the gospel. Nothing can thwart the purposes of God. <laughs> Amen? And when we pray into it, 
We can believe that God is going to answer our prayers and he is going to fulfill his promises to those who put their faith and their trust in him. Amen. Isn't that exciting? You see, and this is, and what blesses me about that this morning is not the fact that, you know, God's word says that these things shall happen. What blesses me is that I've seen it in my own experience, in my own family. Amen. God is faithful. Amen. He keeps his promises. Um, and I, I want to talk about and share with you this morning about uh, on the subject of uh, being set free. And so if we can just put that, uh, the first sli uh, slide up, it says, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. I just want to focus on uh, that for a little bit, and we're going to come back to it. We're going to get into the uh, fullness of my message this morning after this. Put the next slide up, and I hope people at home can see that. Now, I put this up because it seems to illustrate a man being set free. But do you see what I see? He still has the shackles on his hands. He is seemingly free, but he's not totally free. In order for him to be totally free, those, those shackles have to be removed from his hands. And, that, and you see, that illustrates to me what we, we just said. When God sets us free, not only does he break the chains, but the shackles are taken away also. Amen? That's what, it, what the Bible means when it says, who the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank God for that this morning. And we're going to come into that aspect of being set free a little bit more in my message. And so I want to put the next slide up, please. And it says this. Um, then Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall, and this is the New King James Version, it says, shall make you free. In other translations it says, shall set you free. Okay. Um, and the message uh, translate, uh, translates it this way. If you stick with this, that is what he said, uh, what I've said, living out what I tell you, that you are my disciples for sure. Then you will experience for yourselves the truth, and the truth will <coughs> free you. And it's important to, to, to notice what this is saying. You see, uh, in, in the, in, in the uh, King James Version and in other versions, it says you shall know the truth. But the message actually breaks it down and, and tells us that it's not head knowledge. It's not head knowledge. Jesus says you shall know the truth. In other words, he says not only shall you uh, uh, give assent to the words or, or, or read the words, but when you obey the word, when you put the word into practice in your life, that is what sets you free. 
It's not about having head knowledge. Head knowledge doesn't set you free. It's what you do with that knowledge that sets you free. And when you put into practice what Jesus, the words of Jesus, they become the means of setting you free and liberating you in whatever you, you, you maybe experiences. See, Jesus has just finished, okay, speaking at the temple. Uh, and, he and he was defining for the Jews, okay, the difference between himself and those who were listening to him. Um, in, in, in that uh, time, he, he, some of the things he said uh, to them was, you are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins if you did not believe that I am he. You will indeed die in your sins. This is what Jesus had been talking to them about before this verse uh, is what's recorded in this verse. Um, uh, previously in the same chapter, he says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And so those were some of the things that Jesus uh, had been talking to the Jews about. Uh, and um, actually another uh, thing to uh, highlight in, in what he talked about, it was during uh, that time when he was in the temple that they brought to him a woman who, who they accused of uh, adultery. And uh, they had asked him, uh, uh, well, you, you know, Moses says that she should be stoned. What do you say? <laughs> it's very interesting that Jesus didn't say anything initially. And then he came back to him and said, yeah, but wh wh what do you say? And, and you remember what he said? Okay. He that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. And the Bible says that, at that after Jesus said that, they all went away. They all left. And uh, Jesus was left alone with the woman. And Jesus asked, asked he said, turned to her and says, where are your accusers? And she says, well, they're gone. He says, neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more. So this is the background to this, the, 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 these verses. This is the background. Um, and and it, it said that as the result of all, all those things that Jesus was, had been talking to them about, it says, many believed in him. And then it says, Jesus said to them who believed in him, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. You see, there's another, another important word in, in, in the scripture. It says, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples. You see, Jesus has not just come to, well, set you free. Now you're saved, go along your way. Jesus has come to make 
disciples. Um, if you remember Jesus talking to the disciples before he, 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 he was ascended, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And he says, make disciples of all men. We have to be disciples. And so what we see here is that freedom, being set free in the way that Jesus intends that we set free, is actually related to discipleship. And true discipleship is more than intellectual assent. See, true disciples, true disciples, someone has said, are learners. Their goal, their aim is to know the truth, to know the truth. And the best way, Jesus said, to know the truth, this is what this verse is saying, the best way to know the truth is to obey the truth is to obey the truth. And so, as disciples, we not only accept his teachings as truth, but we also obey his teachings. And um, there's a, a telling verse in James, which, we, uh, which uh, will not be on the overhead, and he says, he says that faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. And so... Um, as we come to the Word of God, and we, we Jesus says, you know, another way puts it, it says, I am the bread of life. He that eateth and drinketh of me. Okay, he's talking about taking in the Word of God. And as we take in the Word of God into our lives, as we study the Word of God, and, and, and we have an obedient heart to whatever uh, uh, the, the Word is teaching us, praise God, the Holy Spirit then comes uh, to help us and is able to help us when we uh, find ourselves in difficult circumstances or, or needs that then the Holy Spirit brings back to remembrance the Word. Remember what Jesus said to his disciples regarding that. He says, you know, sort of... He had, they were concerned about being attacked by the enemy, uh, by, uh, you know, opposition and things. He says, don't worry about what you're going to say. But at the time when, you, when they come against you, he says, uh, don't worry about it. The Holy Spirit will bring back to you the words that I have spoken to you. Amen? And so, we, you know, we don't have Jesus physically uh, talking to us and teaching us his words, but we have... God, praise God for his word, which he has been given to us. And as we take in that word, praise God, we take in a resource into our lives that the Holy Spirit is then able to activate in our lives when we need it. Amen? Hallelujah. When, when we come to know the truth, it is then that, that we will know freedom and liberty. If we walk in truth and worship in truth, praise God this morning, we have nothing to fear. We shall be free people in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, someone says, what is truth? Uh, um, the, uh, the dictionary says this, it's a little sort of intellectual, it says, truth is a transcendent, fundamental, or spiritual reality. Uh, okay, transcendent simply means something that is 
outside of anything, any limitation of human experience. Jesus and his, and his word, praise God, is truth. My word is truth, amen? He, um, he is in, in himself the truth. And outside of the Lord Jesus Christ and his word, uh, uh, this morning we, we, we are confident of this fact that outside of Jesus and his word, we can find no other source of pure and reliable truth. Only the truth of God can make us free. Um, John, uh, in the Gospel of John, chapter 17 and uh, verse 17, it, it puts it this way. Uh, uh, or Jesus prayed this prayer uh, regarding uh, the disciples and, and those who would come uh, to know him. It says, sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is truth. And so Jesus has made it clear that the truth he taught the truth he came to this earth to bring from a father is the, is the means for our salvation of our souls. And we need to love that truth. We need to love the word. We need to seek after it and, and live by it. And that, 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 that is a, admittedly a lifelong challenge. Jesus has promised that those who follow him Walking in his word shall know the truth and thereby be made free. And so it's important this morning. We deceive ourselves. We deceive ourselves when we do not put an emphasis on reading and teach and learning the word of God. Reading and learning the word of God is an important means by which we will know freedom in our lives on a day-to-day -day basis. It's important that daily we read the Word of God and it becomes something as part of our day-to-day -day lives. Not only just reading uh, or, or even listening to, you, you can listen to it now. <laughs> I, I gotta admit, sometimes, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my daily reading and things on it, I, I, you know, on the U version, sometimes, you know, my, I, my eyes get a little tired. <laughs> Okay, so I switched to listening to it. <laughs> I switched to listening to it. Um, but it, it, it's important that we don't just read. It's important that we don't just listen, uh, but that we, we do what it says we should do. Amen? Hallelujah. The Bible says the word of God in the Psalms it is, that the word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And praise God this morning. Isn't it wonderful that the word of God has been preserved? <laughs> Amen? Uh, you know, I, th I think that that's another affirmation of what the Lord said this morning. Nothing, <laughs> nothing can stand. Uh, uh, Amen? Uh, nothing can thwart the purposes of God. And I believe the preservation of his word, okay, is part of his purposes for us. Amen? Hallelujah. And so it's important that we will always be willing to accept and obey the word of God because it is the truth which can and will make us free if we will abide in it. Amen? Hallelujah. Look, I want to look at another scripture. In Luke chapter 4, and verse 14, it says this. I can put it up. It says, this is um, Jesus talking. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me 
because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, um, that last portion, to proclaim the, the year of the Lord's favor, that's a continual year. Amen? Whatever year it is, whatever day it is, whatever month it is, week, whatever, whatever year it is, praise God, we're living under the favor of God. Hallelujah. Thank God for his favor. Amen? See, the, the people, when Jesus said this, that they, the, their reaction was, how can you say you will be made free? And they said, well, we are the offspring of Abram and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will, be, you will become free? And see, uh, uh, they were caught up with the sense that Jesus was uh, the, the, the king that was going to set them free from the uh, bondage of uh, being under the, the power of Rome. And, and, the, and they said, you know, we've never been in bondage in that sense. Even though they, they, they had a measure of freedom from Rome. See, when Jesus said the truth would set them free, he was not talking about political freedom. I wish some people in the world today would understand that. <laughs> he was not talking about political freedom. And that tells us that though we are blessed with such freedom today, the gospel is about more than the political freedom we may be enjoying. I thank God for our political freedom. But Jesus wants us to know a freedom that's far greater than our political freedom. The truth that Jesus was talking about, bring freedom. But it's, about, it's a freedom in the deepest and fuller sense that you, we could imagine. None of us wants to live day by day with a sense of bondage to anything in our lives. We all want to know a sense of freedom. And we've already uh, looked at that scripture. If the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Real freedom. Freedom may be in a, in a deeper and fuller uh, meaning. And Jesus wants to be the source and content of that freedom in our lives this morning. And praise God, he, 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 the offer is still available today. Amen? It's not a, it's not a time-limited offer. We've got lots of things. We get lots of offers, don't we, in this world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I've got to admit, okay, uh, I've got some uh, things sometimes when you go to a restaurant or whatever things, and they give you a thing, and you come back and you get 10, 20% off your next meal or something. Um, I've frequently gone back to that restaurant and found out there was a time limit on it. <laughs> but, the, but this offer that Jesus is giving us is not a time-limited offer. Amen? Hallelujah. 
And Jesus wants to be the source and content of that real freedom in our lives, which he is offering us today. And praise God this morning. Uh, I'm sure you'll agree with me when, when you listen to people and, and, and uh, you know, just listen to people, how they're reacting to what we're going through right now. Uh, hey, people need God's liberty, truth. Amen? We need the truth of God in the circumstances we're going through. And, and, and to know, okay, what, what we've heard uh, through that uh, prophetic word this morning, to, to, to know the, the reality of his presence and, and the power of the Holy Spirit uh, coming to us and, and giving us uh, freedom from uh, the bondage of worry and care and anxiety that uh, these circumstances around us are creating. But Jesus... The, goes on to, from, the, from the, uh, the verse that we looked at, and he says, Verily, verily, and in response to the, to the Jews, he says, how do, you, how do you mean you can set us free? Jesus says, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Is a slave to sin. And see, being a slave to sin is the ultimate bondage. Being a slave to sin is the ultimate bondage. Jesus is saying that without the power of God in our lives, we are all slaves to sin. See, sin is not just a bad act. Sin is a power that uh, uh, can be in our hearts. And I, I like this statement. Uh, okay, probably the Bible says it in different ways, but someone has put it this way. We sin because we are sinners. We sin because we are sinners. Uh, so our slavery, our slavery is slavery to this power that is inside of us. And there may be kinds of freedom that we can make for ourselves, but this is a freedom that's there because of sin. And that slavery, that, uh, that slavery that we, we, we are in bondage to is too deep for us to deal with. In, in our own power and our own strength. And it's only Jesus can set us free. And that is why, again, okay, he says, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And so the freedom that Jesus offers is a spiritual freedom from the bondage of sin. The release from bondages that have been produced in our lives by con <coughs> living controlled by the power of sin. Knowing the truth sets one at liberty, free from the power of sin, free from condemnation, and free from death. Amen? Hallelujah. And there's so many things that can take hold of us. We look at another scripture in Romans chapter 6 and verse 22. It says this. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. That seems to be, a, well, I'm, I'm just swapping one slavery for another slavery. But the point is, <clears throat> the slave, slavery to sin leads to death. Slavery to God leads to life. That is, that is the main difference. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through 
Christ Jesus. Praise God for that this morning. We are free. Who are free from the power of sin? Those who put their faith, those who put their trust, put their confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has done for us and <clears throat> on Calvary. Who the Son sets free is in freed indeed. Amen? Delivered from the power of sin. Real freedom that no power can uh, come against. Chains that may bind the body cannot bind those whose spiritual chains have been loosed by God. Amen? I was thinking about, uh, you know, the, the story of Paul and Silas. You know the story of Paul and Silas in the prison? And it says at midnight they were singing hymns. And I, I was reading that again, this, uh, was I was preparing, and um, I, I, I don't know why this popped out to me. And it says, and the others were listening. <laughs> and the others were listening, which is, I, I thought, quite a thing. But it says, as they were singing and worshiping God at midnight, Chains that may bind the body cannot bind those whose spiritual chains have been loosed by God. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> they may have been chained, but praise God, not only was there a demonstration, their singing and worshiping God a demonstration that inwardly they were free despite their outward chains, but praise God, immediately something happened and not only were they set free spiritually, but they were set free physically as well. It says an earthquake came and the chains were loosed. Amen? Praise God for the loosing of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen? Hallelujah. It says, Jesus came to proclaim liberty to the captives. Amen. Hallelujah. And we are free this morning. If you're a child of God, you are free from the yoke of Satan. You are free. If you're a child of God this morning, you are free from spiritual taskmasters. You're free from guilt. You're free from fear and despair that may fill your soul. You see, Jesus died on the cross for everyone so that we can live free from the power of sin. Amen? And the Word of God tells us Jesus is the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? Hallelujah. And so this morning, you and I don't have to live under the bondage of sin any longer. You and I are made free by applying by faith the word of God in my life, in our lives. Amen? And the bondage of chains of the devil and okay, whatever can no longer hold me captive. I am free, and none of these things are, no longer apply. He, he can maybe even destroy my body, but my soul is free. Amen? Hallelujah. And so for the believer today, there is freedom from sin, sin's domination. God frees us from the domination of sin by changing our nature at the root. And how does he do that? Okay, he does it by the application of the word in, in our lives. And when we are made free by God, we are transformed. We are made anew. We are what the word of God declares. If anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away and all things have become new. 
just quickly look at some practical aspects of this freedom. One of the things, uh, some of the, uh, some of the things that we need to be set free from are things from the past. We need to be set free from uh, from things of the past. Some are changed. Some people. Uh, uh, I don't know if there's anybody listening <coughs> to to me this morning. You may be uh, chained to something in the past, and which is a bondage in your life. It can be emotional. It can be broken relationships. It can be addictions, and so on, and they're keeping you in bondage. I want to tell you this morning: Jesus came to heal the broken-hearted and the oppressed, as we've just read in the Word of God. Amen? Remember to read that again. Let me read it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll just read it, the scripture. Okay. In Luke chapter 4, and verse 18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. It's not going to be on the overhead. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so it's important to know this morning, if you feel that you are in bondage to anything from your past, it's important to know that this morning that God wants to set you free from that. He can set you free from that. He is with you today. He's able to do this for anyone, no matter what it, uh, it is that holds you captive this, this, this morning. You know, we are a tripartite being. We are body, soul, and, and spirit. And there can be areas in all those parts of our lives which we are still uh, held captive to and, and which are affecting us and which are taking away our liberty and freedom uh, emotionally and uh, mentally. But praise God this morning. He has come to set the oppressed free. Amen? King David talked about his experiences. He says, I am poor and needy and my heart is wounded within me. But no matter who we are in life this morning, no matter who we are, no matter what we are, whatever our station in life is, no whatever our experience has been in life, amen? In all, all of our life's experiences, life can cause emotional wounds and scars, and that can create negativity in our, in our minds and our thoughts. And sometimes we can put a veneer on, we can put a veneer on the outside, which is hiding the truth of what's going on in the inside. And some have already made me acknowledge that, but God wants to set you free. God wants you to come and to submit those to him and lay them down at the foot of the cross. Amen? There's a whole hymn which says this, at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burdens of my heart rolled away. Amen? It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. If you have, whoever may be listening to me this morning, and you, you, you feel still held captive by things from your past, bring them to the foot of the cross. 
bring them to Jesus. And I want to tell you, he'll take away that bondage. He'll, he'll set you free from that oppression. Whatever you are right now, amen? Your wounds can be healed. The hurt can be relieved. The chains can be broken. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Life doesn't have to remain as it is. The bondage of the past need not impair us for the present and the future. Praise God. Someone asked the question, can I hope for these bondages to be broken? Can my wounds and hurts be, be healed? I want to tell you this morning, without any shadow of doubt, yes, they can. They can. You can be healed. You can be set free. Amen? And hallelujah. Not uh, uh, in a superficial uh, uh, in, a, in a superficial way, but I want to tell you, when God sets us free, he sets us free in the depths of our beings. Praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. And see, Jesus reminded them in John chapter 10, he says, uh, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And so, um, praise God this, uh, this morning that we can be set free from the things of the past. But we also need to be set free from things that are bondages even now, that in our day-to-day -day lives. Uh, in Galatians chapter 5, it, it, we read this, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Because understanding this, this verse in its context, okay, is a warning to Christians about falling back on works as a means of justification before God. But I believe it can have a broader meaning too. Okay, and, and so we're going to be we're going to be careful that we don't let things become bondages in our lives. Satan seeks to draw us into slavery. You know we. He doesn't like the fact that we've been set free. So Satan comes and he, he wants to set traps for us in life that will uh, draw us back into uh, being a slave to him and to sin. Okay. Uh, things that can drain and sap our physical <clears throat> and emotional and spiritual energies that leave us little to give to God. Now, the greatest battle, the greatest battle in our day-to-day -day lives, today, our, our, our living our day-to-day -day lives, the greatest battle for most believers is not with gross sin. Our greatest battle is actually choosing between what is God's priorities for our lives and those things which are not bad in themselves or evil, but which in the long run are not profitable. Let me repeat that, okay. The greatest battle for most believers is not gross sin. Our greatest battle is choosing between what is God's priorities for our lives and those things which are not bad in themselves or evil, but which in the long run are not profitable. See, Satan wants to or loves to encourage us to fill up our lives with these things. And it's quite subtle, because without realizing it, 
they are things which gradually crowd out God. And someone has uh, phrased it this way, the legitimate is taken to excess. Okay, we need to be alert to those things, which when we fill up our lives with them, they will over time weaken us and undermine our walk with the Lord. And the end result is we're back into slavery of the devil. We're back into the bondage of the devil. And the word of God promises us that we can take authority in the name of Jesus over anything that hinders us from living totally and completely in the freedom Christ has given us. Amen? See, God wants us to walk in the fullness of the abundant life that Jesus said he came to give us. God wants us to be free, to be fully involved in the work of the kingdom of God. He wants us to be free from inner conflicts as we make the right decisions and choices. And that's what Jesus elsewhere said uh, when he said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Choices that make up our day-to-day -day living. So this morning, I trust the message will in some ways provoke you to <clears throat> a determination to draw near to God, to shake off the burdens that Satan seeks to weigh us down with, the non-essentials, the things that can distract from the work of the kingdom of God. The word of God shows us the way out of bondage. The lies of Satan create bondage. Sin creates bondage. The law creates bondage. And all these things lead to deception, and which ultimately lead to what the Bible terms death. And so this morning, anything that is outside of Jesus is outside of truth. And so if you're in bondage right now, if you're trapped in deception and weighed down by whatever, rules and regulations, the important thing is to have a desire to be set free. Desire to be set free. And to do that, we, we need to look to Jesus. We need to pick up his word and read it, learn his truth, and it will set us free. And if we're not enjoying freedom in any area of our lives, then maybe we need to seek in God's word his answer, his antidote, for that problem. And by chance, there's someone listening to me this morning who is not a believer right now. <clears throat> you, may be, you may be listening and seeking for, for truth, or it may be that you hear uh, all this and still say, I'm already free. Or if you're a Christian, and maybe you're tied up in Moral, as it's has been said, moral knots, uh, uh, and you're not sure what you want to do. Jesus says he alone can give real freedom. He alone can give real freedom. To be truly free, our sins must be forgiven and God's wrath removed. Only Jesus can do that. In fact, he's already done it. He died for our sins. He took God's wrath and he rose from the dead. And he offers us that now as a free gift. Jesus frees us from the damnation of sin. 
Christ redeemed us. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13 says this. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by coming, becoming a curse for us. And so when our sins are forgiven and God's wrath is taken away, and we see Jesus in life, we are freed, praise God, from both the domination of sin. And that's what Jesus is offering to each and every one of us today. It's a message of good news. God's word tells us how God loves you and tells his wonderful plan for your life. God teaches us how to receive God's blessing in every area of our lives. Praise him. And so many people are afraid that God's word will put them in bondage because of the rules they think they will have to follow. But Jesus said God's word would make you free. Amen? When you know the truth and when you act upon the truth, it will set you free. Amen? Hallelujah.